Resident Witch Miranda. And I am your resident wino, Crystal. <laughs> we have stories about the glitch in the Matrix. Ah, oh, this is such a fascinating topic to me. Yes. <laughs> it's one of those things that it makes you really think about, like, are we actually in a simulation? Like, was the movie The Matrix talking <laughs> about something real? I don't know, because sometimes things happen so perfectly and so oddly, you're just like, okay, this can't just be, like, happenstance, you know? Well, and the rabbit hole that you could go down while researching this. I know. It's very hard not to be swayed to believe that we are, in fact, assimilation. <laughs> I know. And you know what? I'm just thinking, like, dude, if we are in a simulation... Can somebody just program me, like, a thinner body? I'm tired of being 200 pounds because I'm on Zoloft, you know. (laughs) Can somebody program me to have, like, a really high-paying job so I can have an amazing house? Yes. Like, who are these assholes that are controlling us? (laughs) Just turn off aging. Yeah, put put the cheat code in there to turn off aging. We can live forever. Or, like, on Sims, the cheat cheat code that gives you like infinity infinity bunny oh yeah well the control shift c i use the control shift c and then i type in mother load yes l-o-d was there am i remembering wrong or was there some code with rosebud in it i don't might have been another game Hmm. i've only ever used mother load cheat on sims i don't know we play so many video games I don't even I know. know what's what now. There's a new video game that I think you should get, but that's a conversation for another oh, time. Oh, tell me, tell me, tell me. <laughs> well, real quick, it's called Sons of the Forest. It's a PC game. I've never heard of it. It's so good. I'm having a lot of time. Do you ever listen to Audible? Yes, of course. Okay, so I started a new book, and it's um, I've literally listened to probably about 20 to 30 books in the last two months um I'm addicted so (laughs) (laughs) um this means a lot when I say this so I found a new book and it's my new favorite what's it called it's called it's a wonderful midlife crisis and it's by Robin Peterman oh (laughs) my god I when I listened to this book I have never laughed so hard. I just laughed my ass off through the whole thing. It's so funny. And so I finished the first book. And when it ended, I was thinking, no freaking way already. That ended so fast. Mm -hmm. Well, you went through 20 plus chapters in one day. So, (laughs) (laughs) but I realized it's a series, like a really long series. So there are a ton of books and I'm already mostly through book two and I'm it's only day two and <laughs> it's just so good so she very quick uh little synopsis here she um is a very recent widow she's just turned 40 and she all of a sudden has started seeing all of these ghosts all over the freaking place and she randomly finds their body parts in places so she's like who left their hand in my laundry basket oh my god (laughs) and she super glues all their body parts back on and um i don't want to give away too much but it's really really funny and the grim reaper is super hot and (laughs) okay i'm gonna have to to put this on my to read list (laughs) yes yes you said it was called a super something midlife crisis it is. It's a wonderful midlife crisis. Okay, a wonderful midlife crisis. Yeah, that's book okay. one. Book one. I'm just going to put it in. Robin you know. Peterman. You have to read it. 
<laughs> a wonderful midlife crisis. Yes, and then you have to talk to me about it because I've been trying to get everyone to read it, <laughs> just so okay. I can talk to somebody about it. Okay. <sighs> okay. Wrote it down. Right. Back to the Matrix, you know, because <laughs> the player of our lives sent this book to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, there's a thought that okay, I've been thinking about this idea um, for a while, and it kind of always kind of coincides with the whole idea that this is a simulation, right? Yeah. And whenever we think about the word simulation, that's something like you know maybe we choose to do when we get to simulate. I don't know, running outside or simulate. Like when we play The Sims, we simulate somebody's life, right? Another person's yes, life. Such so, a good game. Yeah. So then, okay, think about the idea that, um, you know, how some people believe that before we're born and after we die, like we choose what life we want to live. So like I've heard people say like, oh, you chose your parents. You chose the experiences you were going to have or you did this or mm -hmm. and then whenever and then ever after we die, then you'll remember everything. You'll get to be like reflect on like, oh, did I learn what I need to learn? You know, and then yes. if not, then you go back in again. Like, to me, that just sounds like somebody playing VR over and over. Like, there's just a bunch of nerds. Like, like we're, they have a, we are the nerds. We are just the simulation of what our nerds. Yeah. They're just, like, living their lives. Like, okay, it was really fun living as this, like, super rich billionaire. Now I want to, you know, live as a middle class woman who has three kids and two husbands or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because, like, okay. after the simulation and then, you know, when we die, quote, unquote, whenever we take off the goggles and it just starts over. You know, I feel like there was a movie or a TV show or an anime or something that had this concept um, in it. The Matrix? <laughs> no, no. I'm talking about, like, the video game thing. At the end, he realizes that he was actually in an arcade playing a simulation, and then there oh. was, like, some bad guys. I can't remember exactly <laughs> what it is, but ultimately he decided to stay in the game because he had a family and a wife and all this stuff, you know? Aww. And I'm like, that, is, that, is that, like, what it is? Like, is that real life? <laughs> is that what's happening? <laughs> is this real life? But that reminds me of that is movie, Free Guy is life? what it is. Have you seen Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it. You've seen it? It's so good. Mm -hmm. That's a fun one. But yeah, those are my thoughts on the on the Matrix and the simulation. There are so <laughs> many what-ifs and maybes. <sighs> we'll never know. Or will we? Or maybe we will. <laughs> <laughs> so what stories do you have for us tonight? I have a buttload of stories. <laughs> so this episode... Miranda and I hit Reddit hard <laughs> because first I went the NASA route because, you know, I naturally try and go for the educational stuff. Um, I was looking at all kinds of stuff about black holes and time travel and blah, blah, blah. And on the actual NASA site, <laughs> looking up stuff and everywhere else I can find that had to do with scientists. but. I figured that would turn this entire episode into um, a lecture, so I didn't go that route. <laughs> so I took a cue from Miranda, hit up a website that had a bunch of Reddit material on there, and the website is factinate.com, and it's the, mo the most haunting glitch in the matrix moments. The list they have on there that they have accumulated from Reddit is so incredibly long. They have so many things on there. So I haven't even hit the head of the iceberg here. You can go on there and read so much more. But let me get started here. So the first experience of a glitch I want to share is from Reddit user Showfield underscore me. And for the purpose of the story, I'll use the name Showfield. Showfield, their mother and their little sister, usually had their dinners together as a family. This summer evening was no different. They were enjoying their summer break, eating dinner, and sharing how their day had gone. The little sister told of how she played with the next-door neighbor. As they were playing, the neighbor's cat had got loose and ran outside. They spent the day looking for the cat. This was on a Monday. Two days later, on Wednesday, 
The family sat down to share a meal. The little sister began to tell about her day, but something wasn't right. She was telling the exact same story she shared on Monday. Naturally, Schofield and their mom were confused. They definitely remembered the story, but the little sister had no memory of telling it. Schofield and their mother decided to ask the neighbors about their cat, and they gave them a phone call. The neighbors said, yes, they did, in fact, lose their cat and had been looking for it. Schofield asked when it had happened. The neighbors said that they had lost the cat today, Wednesday. So how did Schofield and the mother clearly remember the story being told to them two days before on Monday? And it if wasn't it, just one. It was two of them, right? The mom and the son? Yeah. And Schofield? They both remembered it. Being She told it to them on Monday, and it didn't even happen until Wednesday. But the daughter doesn't even remember ever telling them about it. What makes it even more strange is the neighbors told the family that they hadn't even been in town on Monday. What? Schofield went on to ask an intriguing question of, if the sister wasn't actually at the neighbors on Monday searching for a lost cat, then where was she? <laughs> and um, it's, as if, it's as if the little sister that was in the same dimensional time as the mother and Schofield on Monday is not the same one that they shared a family dinner with on Wednesday. So she just kind of popped in for a visit. Yeah, it's one like, from another dimension. It's like they switched dimensions or something. So could it be that the timeline Schofield and his mother were in on Monday merged with a timeline that this other sister was from and their realities clashed? Hmm, or maybe. was it simply a glitch in the matrix that we call life? <laughs> <laughs> they had to do a reboot. Yeah. <laughs> Right? We were running slow. Oh, I have a story that kind of talks about that. Oh, really? It's okay, not, okay. It's not this one, though. <laughs> oh. I'll get there. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so this next one um, is about an OBGYN. Hey. For those of you who don't know, that is a doctor who um, has patients that are pregnant women. Yeah, or not just pregnant, so, but um, other uh, womanly issues or checkups, but usually for special needs, specialty reasons. If anything I've learned in the last year or two from TikTok is that many men don't understand anything to do with women's bodies. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Not what an OBGYN is. damn thing. <laughs> okay. Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, now I want to tell you about what Reddit user Sand underscore Dargan experienced. For this story, I'll use the name Sandy. Sandy remembers when she was a child going to her mother's doctor's doctor appointments. Her mother had an OBGYN in downtown Austin. Like many women, her regular appointments were always with the same OBGYN. Sandy's mother would always take the kids with her to her appointments. Sandy's mother would always make a game out of finding the office and being in the waiting room, keeping the kids entertained. Sandy and her mother remembered how the office was colorful and decorated with a forest scene. The office was on the fifth floor and it had a wonderful receptionist named Allison. Sandy remembers how Allison would keep the kids entertained with books, coloring books, and silly jokes. The kids called her Allison Wonderland. <laughs> Fast forward. Sandy is now an adult, married, and with child. She is searching Austin for an OBGYN. Her mother suggests checking to see if her old OBGYN is still practicing. Sandy wasn't able to find the doctor's information in the phone book, so she and her mother decided to go to the office. Finding the office building was not an issue. They'd been there many times. However, when they tried to go to the fifth floor, they found that the building 
did not have a fifth floor. Okay. They thought that they maybe misremembered the floor number. They knew the office was on the top floor, so maybe it was the fourth floor of the bu- this building. They checked the fourth floor, but they had no luck. They started asking around, even talking to the hospital staff. Apparently, that doctor doesn't exist, and he never had been there. They checked. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah. They checked Sandy's birth certificate, but no name was listed. Where the doctor's name should have been, it said, "quote unquote" attending physician. Within Not Sandy's, <laughs> no, on my birth certificate. Um, well, actually, I don't know about mine. I don't know what the hell that says. But <laughs> on both of my girls, it actually lists the names of the surgeons. Um, I don't know. But I did have actual surgery then, so I don't know. Um, so within Sandy's family, Sandy and her mother are the only two that remember the doctor and Alice in Wonderland. So weird thought. <laughs> It reminds me of stories I've heard about alien babies. <laughs> <laughs> so I've read. So thinking like. <laughs> okay, so I've read and I've heard stories of aliens using their DNA uh, and humans to create these sort of alien people, like um, a mix of them, you know, mixing their genetics. And then mm-hmm. over the their lifespan, they observe them. I don't know. That's what it made me think of. <laughs> or you know, what? I could see that. You know, it's possible. Or it's a glitch in the matrix where timeline shifted, and that doctor does exist. He just no longer exists in this timeline. Yeah, like mom and daughter just uh, jumped timelines uh, together at some point, <laughs> and it, they would have to have done it together because the other kids don't—they don't remember. Either of them. Yeah. Hmm. They shared an experience I don't even know about. Yes. <laughs> uh, the next glitch I'll share is from Reddit user to the mun and back. <laughs> and yes, it's mun, M-U-N. This one is super creepy. It makes me question, could it be aliens, an abduction, or is it a glitch? It's almost as if we're living in a simulation. We are a simulation, yes. We are controlled by players and our actions, our movements change with the click of a mouse. The player gives a command to transition to a new task. The transition of time, time as we perceive it to be, aren't really transitions at all. Before I get even further down this rabbit hole, let me tell you about a possible transition that glitched the F out. For this story, to the Mun and back will be referred to as Mun. <laughs> In his telling, he calls his girlfriend Elsa. Mun lived alone in a small apartment with two cats. His girlfriend, Elsa, lived a little less than an hour away on her college campus. She had arrived at Mun's apartment to spend the weekend with him. It was a normal evening. They were watching a movie and talking. Mun expressed in his description of the evening that he and Elsa were both sober and alert. They weren't overly tired or impaired in any way. That's important to know because what happens is mind-boggling. The couple are watching a movie, laughing and having a relaxing evening. In an instant, Mun is in darkness. He is no longer on the couch watching movies with Elsa. He is sitting on the end of his bed and his clothes are off. He was confused, questioning everything. He wonders if he could have dreamt it all, if he had possibly hit his head or had been injured. He looks and sees that Elsa is sitting beside him, also unclothed. She looks she looks terrified, as if she is in shock. After a moment, Elsa asks what happened. She asked if Mun had turned the light off or if he had removed both of their clothes. He hadn't. 
They looked themselves over, searching for any possible injuries. Neither had any cuts or bruises, and neither had any feeling of grogginess or other sign of sickness. Mun was beyond worried at this point, and he reached for his phone to call his mother. He wanted... He's like, Mommy! <laughs> I know, I need an adult! <laughs> I would probably too. He wanted to get her thoughts and ask if she thought they could see a doctor, or they should see a doctor. When he looked at his phone, he saw that it was no longer 11 p.m. It was now 3 a.m. Where had those four hours gone? Hmm, they were abducted. <laughs> Dude, that's what I said. <laughs> Confused and scared, the couple decided to go to the emergency room. These people are smart. <laughs> they explored ideas such as a gas leak, poisoning, neurological issues, etc. Elsa even had a CAT scan. Everything came back normal. Even if it had been those things, how was it that they would lose the memory of when time stopped for them? And how would they come back to quote-unquote reality at the exact same time? They each had the same memories neither remembering anything more than the other during that lost time. It's really just crazy that they both had the same experience. Yeah, like, did you get abducted by aliens? Or was the player dude up there like, go to bed, click. <laughs> did it cheat, like, paused it and just dragged him on over? Or, you know, <laughs> or if, like, okay, way back in the day when it was, like, Sims 1 or 2, I can't remember what it was, right? Yeah. Um, but it was a, an earlier Sims. You can pause it, like, while the Sims were in the hot tub. Yes. And then move the hot tub out of the way, and then you saw your naked Sims without nipples. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know that hack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I knew yeah, you could so. take the, um, the ladder out of the pool or uh, put them in a room with no door and they die. Well, I was not killing my sins. I was trying to get a glimpse of their boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe something like that. Man, our bit, like, hobbies say a lot about us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I know. Um, <laughs> I have another story. Here's a short one for you, but it is just as perplexing. Reddit user Tawny Bog shared this with readers, and it's about what happened to his dad and brother. For story purposes, I'm going to call Tawny's brother Connor, and their dad will be Bill. Okay. Bill was driving his son Connor to the airport. Connor was going on a trip to see his friends. His traveling time to his destination would be about five hours. So from the time he's dropped off at the airport to his destination time, it should have been about five hours. So Bill <laughs> drops his son off at the airport. Eight hours later, Bill gets a call from his son. He assumes it's to check in from his traveling. At this point, Connor would have been at his destination for no more than three hours. Imagine Bill's surprise when Connor tells him about the dinner he's already had, how his night went, and how he woke up the next morning to go sightseeing all day. How was that possible? Bill knows that Connor has only been there for about three hours. However, to Connor, it's been more than 24 hours. And to this day, they still argue over what the actual reality is. Okay, now, he clearly didn't, like, fly far enough to be that big of a time difference or anything. That's, like, insane. I feel like if anybody, like, if this isn't a glitch story, maybe the dad's the one that just lost time. You know, maybe he went into a fugue state. <laughs> How the hell did he lose over 24 hours worth? <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe he was abducted, too. I don't know. It's, does it, is uh, the answer always aliens? Aliens. It's like that gif that's like, it was aliens. <laughs> Definitely aliens. <laughs> you know what? It could be aliens. Or it's mm. the glitch in the Matrix. <laughs> I feel like I should say that creepier. Is it a glitch in the Matrix? A glitch. There you go. You got a ch when you say it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Story number five, I think. 
Next, I'm going to share an experience. I don't know why I'm talking like this, but you're a radio <laughs> host now. Good evening. <laughs> I hope your drive home is smooth and accident free. <laughs> and the weather is <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Next, I'm going to share an experience from Reddit user Dovakin989. In the story, I'll call her Dove. Dove was driving as her two-year-old son quietly slept in his car seat. She was driving behind a truck and trailer. As the trailer slowed to turn, so did Dove. As the truck was turning quickly, Dove sped up. Instead of completing the turn, the truck suddenly stopped leaving the trailer sticking out into the road. Dev hit her brakes in an attempt to stop, but she slid into the trailer. Now, she mentioned something called a Mansfield bar. I didn't know what this was, so I looked it up. For anyone that doesn't know what it is, here you go. Mansfield bars, also known as Underride guards are metal bars affixated to the back of semi-trucks and trailers. They're meant to supplement a bumper and prevent passenger cars from sliding underneath semi-trucks in the event of a collision. When Dove hit the trailer, her car went under the trailer. The impact had jarred the Mansfield bar loose and the bar swung, crashing through her windshield, hitting Dove in the face. She remembers the feeling of metal hitting her and the taste of blood. She could hear her toddler screaming. Dove's head hurt worse than any pain she had ever felt, but she had to check on her son. She leaned her seat back just enough to twist and see her boy. He was scared, but he was okay. He saw her face and began screaming, Mommy! Mommy! She heard the truck driver call for an ambulance, and then she drifts off. When she opens her eyes, she's back in her car, slamming into the trailer again. Only this time, she didn't hit him with the front of her car. She hit him with her driver's side. The car did not end up under the trailer, and nothing crashed through the windshield. Dove quickly turned to see that her son was sleeping in his car seat, and neither had a single scratch on them. Dove was confused and in shock. She thought she had died and was stuck in a loop, destined to hit the trailer again and again. She was stunned in thought. The truck driver came to check on her, and she told him she was fine. The entire situation was baffling, but something else happened that made Dove's blood run cold. A woman from the car behind Dove came to check on Dove and her son. The woman said she was sure Dove was hurt because she saw the trailer go through Dove's windshield. She saw the crash happen just as Dove had seen it the first time. Dude. Okay, now that one that one was a good one. Mind explosion. I know. It's like they both like slipped through a dimension. <laughs> yes. And then that leaves you to wonder, well, in the other dimension, was there this baby left with no mother? Or Oh, don't say that. I know. Maybe in that other yeah, maybe in that other dimension. She did die, you know, or, and or does that timeline just kind of dissipate and this is the reality, the real timeline. But I mean, how narcissistic to think like we're the real timeline and all others. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> the next experience I'll share is from Reddit user The Curved Writing Desk. It's about her and her husband's shared experience. Uh, two experiences, actually. In this story, I'll call them Heather and Frank. Back when Heather and Frank were dating, Frank was in a horrible car accident. 
Both cars in the accident were completely totaled, yet somehow neither men were hurt. The only boo-boo that came from this accident was a bruise on Frank's knee. Not too long after this accident, Frank goes over to Heather's house. They're having a conversation about a university class when Frank looks over at the TV. He asks her, when did you get a flat screen TV? Heather is confused since she has had the same TV since she was 13. The couple go back and forth about whether or not she's always had this TV because Frank remembers Heather having an old tube TV. You know, those much larger. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah they have like the large back. Yeah. Heather gets onto Facebook and shows Frank a picture that they took that had the TV in the background. It was the flat screen TV. Frank was stunned and honestly terrified. He swore he remembered taking that same photo and that when they took it, she had a tube TV. Seven years later, the couple's married. They're on vacation in Rome when Heather becomes very ill. She has back pain, chills, and the worst cramps of her life. She runs to the bathroom and begins vomiting. She has horrible diarrhea and begins menstruating heavily. She had recently ended a period cycle, so this was strange. She goes back to her husband and tells him she needs a doctor. She's having trouble walking and is very pale. She's diagnosed with a ruptured ectopic pregnancy and has to have emergency surgery. Yeah, that's very serious. Um, If she didn't have the surgery or she had not gotten there, if she'd gotten there any later, she probably would have died. That's a very serious issue. So, um, but after a week, she's cleared to go home. Two months after being back stateside, the couple is relaxing in their home and talking. Frank somehow gets on the topic of fires. He's talking about kitchen fires when Heather says they don't have to worry. They have that fire extinguisher in the closet. Frank is extremely confused. They didn't have a fire extinguisher. Heather goes on to remind him of their two-week-long fight. Two-week-long fight about whether they should get one or not. (laughs) (laughs) He insisted they buy one when they bought their house. They had bought it at Home Depot. They talked about where to install it, and they installed it onto the closet wall where they keep their coats. So very specific memory. They go to the closet to look and there is no fire extinguisher. There are not even holes in the wall where the mount was drilled into it. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. And the Reddit That's user- like a bad glitch. What? I was like, that's like a bad glitch because like you think you have the safety feature and then you don't. Like I have a fire extinguisher and I've had to use it and I don't know what would have happened if I was like, oh, I bought one and it wasn't there. That's a good Ugh. point. <gasps> that's like on Sims when you think you bought a ladder for your pool and then you're in the pool and then you don't have a ladder and you can't get out. <laughs> <laughs> and you apparently don't have upper body strength to climb out of the sides. Right, because it's not one of your qualities. fuck this player (laughs) this reddit user the curved writing desk goes on to say quote he brought up this theory that perhaps in another timeline or dimension or whatever you call it we both actually passed away after our related near misses he thinks we reset like a video game And the TV and extinguisher are the glitches that did not reset. Hmm. I I don't know if I agree with him. All I know is that I have never been so rattled in my whole life. And every time I get something out of the closet, I'm overwhelmed with a feeling of wrongness. I know it should be there, but somehow it's not. I can't explain it. He says he will go to his grave swearing I had a tube TV. End quote. I just have one little tiny blip of a story left and then um, something somewhat small to talk about. So this person remembers, and this is Reddit user 
poopeller. <laughs> like a propeller, but a poopeller. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, they clearly remember as a kid looking up into the sky and seeing a mouse pointer. A mouse pointer? Yeah. What? Yes. Like the little Wasn't it, it wasn't just a weird cloud? Well, their parents, that's what I'm thinking. Their parents, they said that their parents blew it off and said it was a shooting star. Well, if it was in the daytime, <laughs> it's not a fucking shooting star, but. Yeah, true, true. I mean, maybe it was a weird cloud, but how is the cloud just going to randomly look like a freaking pointer and be that clear look? I don't know. Anyways, that's a memory they had. Take it or leave it. <laughs> Makes me question <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you ever question? I mean, okay, this has not really to do with like a mouse point or whatever, but you look up to the sky and you see a bunch of clouds and they all have flat bottoms. I know it's just the atmosphere, but I'm like, why are your bottoms flat? Like, are you sitting on some like. That's what barrier? he said. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I told you you shouldn't leave me with the wine. <laughs> but that's true. I like you silly on wine. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Like, why are they flat? Like, what are you doing up there? Hmm. Yeah, like I said, I know it's probably just like the atmospheric layers, whatever, yada yada, science stuff. But you know, I know the scientists listening. That's like <laughs> dumbasses. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um. <clears throat> anywho. <clears throat> oh, okay. So one last thing. I was gonna bring up. Okay. A coworker of mine, I think, is probably our biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> I know she's what she keeps me going <laughs> and her name happens to also be Crystal oh. but we call her upstairs Crystal so upstairs Crystal <laughs> brought to my attention a video that I had never seen before I told her what we were going to be researching and talking about and so she sent this to me um it is where a girl is cutting a lemon. Have you seen that? Yes. Yes. What is happening yeah. in that video? Did you watch it? Yes. All right. So for those of you who haven't seen this lemon video, um, pretty much it's this girl. She's working at a restaurant and she's in the kitchen. And there's a camera, of course, facing the, the kitchen. And you can clearly see her cut the lemon in half. Okay. And then she, you could see that it's like kind of, um, a, uh, like the two pieces are not lined up completely, you know, at this point, cause she just cut it in half and she's like, Oh, I need to go get something. I think she needed to get a bag or something. Yeah. Um, like she's camera. store it or something. Yeah. And so when she leaves the lemon slices to go get a bag, when she comes back, that piece of lemon is not cut anymore. And then she even like picks it up and she's like, what? And you could see in the video that she's like, like shows it to her coworker or something. Like, would you see this? Like, I just cut this. It's like she she moves it in her hand to feel if it, you know, like like when you pick Mm -hmm. something up that's cut. And you can move yeah. it, and they they slide apart. This did not slide apart, and she looks very confused. <laughs> and yeah. she she checks the other the other half of the lemon, thinking, well, maybe I picked up the wrong one that I sliced in half, and mm-hmm. you know, it's just not sliced in half anymore. Yeah, we need to put that on our Facebook page if we could find it. <laughs> like that's a that's a good that idea. was crazy. That yeah. was crazy. And I watched it again and again, thinking. This has got to be a prank or something, but it's, to me anyways, it does not at all (laughs) look like a prank. It looks Mm -hmm. like she's legit confused, but you clearly see her cut it in half. And you could almost, if you look at the video close enough, like you could almost see like the two lemon sleeves pieces like knit itself back together. See, and I, the only videos I could find, granted, I only searched for like half a minute on my phone 
I could only find videos of like other people playing the video and then discussing it. And they said the same mm -hmm. thing that they could see it go back together. But I didn't see that, but I was watching like, you know, how they just play in the corner while they're talking. I don't know. Yeah. So maybe if I find the yeah. original. I know I saw it on TikTok. I'm sure I could find it on TikTok again. No, but it, uh, that was the perfect example of a glitch. So props to you, Upstairs Crystal. <laughs> Bravo. Thank you, Upstairs Crystal. <laughs> Whoa. You know, the, the couple of the stories when that... You hold up, what? when you said that, glitch, when you said that, it sounded like... um robotic almost and it was mm -hmm. really effing creepy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right anyways i'm just trying to be as still as possible um the glitch in the matrix story one of them um that i have actually came from tiktok um i'm on tiktok a lot <laughs> unfortunately but one of the videos i found she was talking about and i wish i would have recorded this is just something that um i saw like a while ago and i saw i keep on thinking about it i've even brought it up to a couple of people here and there because it's been a couple months so i don't even know what the username is but somebody who's listening might know what i'm talking about or who the username it, the user is but pretty much from what i remember is that she was packing up to move and you know how every time you move you lose something and you're like how did i lose this i just put everything in the boxes in my house Always. and i transported it here you're just like i don't understand how it got lost you know well her on the like her on the other hand she had the opposite problem what? So one of the things that um, she talked about was like this cup that her and her sister had bought at some point together or whatever. So whenever she was unpacking, she um, unpacked both of those cups, like two of them. She's like, oh, I must have accidentally packed my sister's cup um, instead of mine. Or not instead of mine. I've, I accidentally packed up my sister's cup too. So she goes to um, talk to her and she, the sister's like, oh, no, I still have mine. And this isn't like a like your average cup. Apparently, you know, you could only buy these like mugs somewhere. It's like a novelty mug from someplace. Or, I, I don't remember the details. So there were only, there originally was only one, but now they both have one? No, originally there was just two. One for her and one for her sister. But after she was unpacking, she found two in her box and she thought that she had packed up her sister's mug. So there but her sister two. was like, I still have mom. There were two and now there's three. Yeah, and that's not the only thing. She had, like, this little trinket that she got from, like, an antique store a while ago. And it's kind of, like, beaten up. And it's definitely unique, a unique little trinket. And she showed us that she had a second little trinket, like, the same thing. And it was, like, beaten up in similar ways. And, and she was like, um, so apparently, remember when you move and things just disappear? They got to go to some dimension, apparently. And she was just the receiving dimension of that move. That's kind of awesome and lucky yeah <laughs> it also makes me think that like <clears throat> when our socks disappear in the dryer they're going to another dimension <laughs> so some other you is walking around in your used sock <laughs> with some extra socks yeah that's right like i always want to use one of those sock bags I've had some a couple times. I had a sock bag a couple times, but let me, like, I never remember to put all my socks in the dang sock bag so they don't get lost in the washer and dryer. I never thought about a sock bag? That's genius. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, hold up. So yeah. your whole bag could go get lost in a dimension and then you're just sockless? No, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> So this next little story, it's a really tiny story, but it was actually happened to me and Adam, you know, me and my oh. husband. Um, yeah, okay. Like nothing big or anything, but we were driving home one night up on, on our street and we had both um, saw like a, I don't want to say a flash of light. It just looked like there was a like smoky mist just hovering above um, like a street, you know, just like that. We drive past it and I was like, what the hell is that? And he's like, wait, you saw that too? And I was like, yeah, I saw that too. So and like, we were like just like fog, but oddly placed because there's no other fog anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But whenever we looked back, we didn't see anything. 
We just saw it like in the corner of our eyes as we were driving by it. Weird. I know we both saw it. And again, like whenever we turned around to look, um, it wasn't, we, we didn't see anything. Yeah. Oh, anyway, so um, one of the stories I'm going to read, um, it's from Redditor Hedgegrow Snuffler. <laughs> <laughs> now, I didn't compile it in a beautiful narration like Crystal did. <laughs> For this one, I'm just going to read what is written. Um, might change it up just to paraphrase and stop and talk about it here and there. So, Hedgegrow Snuffler, uh, this is what he writes. A long time ago, I had a conversation with an old workmate who described the following. The detail is hazy, but he said one day he was in his house when he felt a sudden need to go outside and stand on his lawn. He claimed it was the strongest, clearest feeling ever, and on doing so, he experienced a sort of wobble. He just said everything was screwed up for a moment, and he experienced a feeling of detachment or outsideness. When it passed, he turned to go back inside. While talking to me, he got quite upset at this point and asked me not to think him crazy. The next thing he saw was his car parked in the street, and it was the same model slash registration, but a different color. He was so thrown at this, and then more so because then his wife came out to ask what he was doing, so he realized that she looked exactly like his wife, but it somehow was not his wife. He said from that point on, she liked food she had claimed to hate before, and sometimes brought up memories he said um, he had zero relation to. He said things like this, his route to work was still the same, but somehow different. He said there were buildings on the way that he either had missed in the six years he'd driven past them five days a week or had just appeared overnight. He even said some people he remembered from other departments and work had just vanished. And asking about them brought total incomprehension from other people. Um, he was totally a regular healthy guy, but he said he measured his life in relation to that afternoon. He went on to say he was now living his life with a feeling that about 15% of it had spontaneously changed that afternoon. That's creepy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Imagine, imagine just like, you know, waking up one day or just deciding to go outside and you come back and everything is like different. And your wife, you know, like that, your, your wife, your, your whole life has just completely changed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Here's another one too, that I, um, that I heard on, um, TikTok that just reminded me actually about, um, people having shared dreams. Um, and this was just a little story again, uh, but this couple, they were having a shared dream, but they didn't know about it. But the the man in the relationship, he was dreaming that um, he was sleeping with his ex-girlfriend. And he looked over out the window and saw his girlfriend watching, like, horror what was happening, you know. And, like, he brushed it off. You know, he's like, oh, what a weird dream. Like, yeah, I just had sex with my ex and my girlfriend screamed through the window. Oh, that's awful. It's a good thing it's not true. Whatever. A few days pass, and then the girlfriend says, you know, I had a weird dream a couple nights ago. And then she went on to describe the dream from the perspective of her, like, watching from the outside the window. Um, yeah. Um, and, like, another one, too, was um, he was having breakfast, so every morning it was laid out at work and there was like just simple, simple things like eggs and bacon and that sort of thing. So nothing super huge, but it's only really to feed about like a dozen people. So one of the guys who gets there first, um, he gets there and is deserted as usual. He walks into the little kitchen and there, you know, those like ceramic egg things um, that hold, yeah. hold like 12 eggs. Yeah. So he goes over, walks up, grabs an egg and goes over the trash can and starts peeling that egg and 
throws away the shell, okay? And then he turns around and goes back over to the food, and he stops dead because there were 12 eggs in the tray again. No one entered the room while he was peeling the egg, and he, yeah, um... He, he Who would just drop a random egg in there to take what he did? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he touched the mystery egg, and it was the same temperature as the other eggs around it, so... Yeah, he's like, what? This was just, you know, it's like he just uh, spawned an extra egg is um, what it is. But apparently <laughs> the craziest thing is he's like, hmm, quantum egg. I'm going to see what happens if I eat this quantum egg. He ate it. Nothing happened. <laughs> he didn't gain superpowers or anything. Oh, darn. I know. <laughs> I was like, wow, like being a bit of any glitch to... To happen, one that gives you extra food. Yeah, that was my bad. Superpowers. He's like, I'm Eggman. Dun, dun, dun. Egg. <laughs> Eggman. Oh my gosh, isn't that the Sonic villain? <laughs> Is it? I have no idea. I, I just heard my son. Did you just say Eggman? Yeah, apparently it is. Maybe his superpower is like he has such a strong scent of, what is it, sulfur? Is that what eggs? Yeah. Yeah, the, the, everyone just like disperses because the stench is so bad. It's Eggman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, you know. <laughs> so this next story is one that I'll read from um, read directly from. This is from Reddit user Mark of Shame, and this was posted 11 years ago. So it's been oh, quite a long time. Yeah. Um, so he says, driving home on a stormy day, I see that a side road up the local golf court is blocked off by you know flashing barricades. I also spy a Mercedes parked past the barricades with its hazards on. I stop and walk up to the car and see if they need help because I'm an EMT. I shine my light into the back seat to see a man slumped over apparently asleep. Thinking I've got a few drunks, I move up to the driver window and wrap on the glass and shine my light in. The driver is sitting bolt upright, unmoving, staring straight ahead. My window wrapping or light doesn't cause him a blink to flinch or to move. I look over and the passenger is slumped forward onto the dash and this begins to creep me out. I call down to the sheriff's station and request a code 2, which means no lights and no sirens, code 2 unit up to my location to help me check them out because the doors are locked. While on the phone, I walk back to my truck to get my, my go bag. As I'm on the phone with dispatch, she asks me to get a license number for the car just as PG&E, the power company, cherry picker truck comes rumbling down from the closed road. I move to go around the truck to get the plate number and the car is gone. I talked to the driver of the truck and he said there was an 80 foot tree down across the road and that he didn't think it'd be open for a day or so. So the question is, where the hell did the car go? Tree up one way, barricades down the other. It's kept me a bit unsettled when stopping at accidents hazards since then. <laughs> what? So yeah, not only this guy where was did just... they go, but obviously whoever was in there was just as fucking shocked as as. What? Yeah, I could just imagine that they were just like they just went through like a like a warp or something, and they felt it. They knew it, and they were like in a state of shock after they landed. Wow. It's some, like, uh, serial killer from some other dimension. (laughs) no. (laughs) And that's what the person slumped over was. Mm -hmm. And he's like, how'd I get here? Why am I caught? And then bada bing, bada boom, not caught anymore, son. I'm free. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I, if I were that person who saw the, like, those, um, the people in the car and they just disappeared, I would be like, oh my god, I am crazy. Like, okay, I'm never going to mention this again. If I do, it's going to be when I'm drunk at parties and we're just telling anecdotal <laughs> stories. But he called in backup and everything else, so it's on record. This next one I have is from Bugs underscore Nixon. Hmm. I kind of want to know what this person is about. It's an interesting name. <laughs> it is. Um. 
But this story is pretty um, is about how a kid brought a tablet computer to a school, which these days isn't that weird. But this kid did it in the year 1987. What? Let's get to the the story. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I'm going to read it from the perspective of Bugs underscore Nixon, because I'm just going to read what he wrote. When I was a kid in England in primary school, around 1987-ish, a new kid joined the school on a temporary basis for a term. He had an American accent and was a ginger. His name was Lee. Before he left us, he brought into school what today would look sort of like a tablet computer, but this was very thin with brown tanned glass. He had cartoons on it. He totally loved cartoons and movies. I swear this happened. I didn't dream it. It was amazing. There was a crowd of kids who saw it, and the reaction was interesting because they liked it and wanted one, too. And they were comparing it to the Nintendo game and watch and calculators, but they sort of accepted it and didn't think it was some sort of magical thing. But it certainly was. I said to him it was like the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy props used in the TV series. He did not know what I meant. He kept it away from the teachers and didn't bring it back in. I kept asking him questions about his calculator TV, and he just gave vague answers and saying he didn't know. But when I asked where he bought it, he said his dad got it from the U.S. One other thing he said, he saw a movie which had every cartoon character ever. A A few years later, I realized he was talking about Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which came out soon after. Oh, my God. That's one of my favorite movies. I know. It's so fun, isn't it? Yes. Now, this was 30 years ago, and you can imagine how difficult in all this time it's been to describe this thing, as we haven't had ubiquitous tablets everywhere. I used to draw diagrams of it and show it to people. I went crazy when I saw the Tom Hanks movie Big, the scene where he pitches a handheld comic book video device. My parents just sort of acknowledged it, just humoring me. When Star Trek TNG came out, Star Trek The Next Generation came out, and the pad with two Ds was shown on the screen, I went, that's it! That's the thing! Eventually, the tablet PC came out, and I remember thinking, finally, at last! And the video iPod was further confirmation. Today, it's obvious that it was a tablet computer, and my story sounds more convenient. I suppose I could track some of the other kids down on Facebook to prove this. I bet they would remember, but naturally, no one believes me. So I wonder if he actually did track them down and if they were like, I don't remember or. I know. I would love to like hear. Like, that is crazy. Like he was describing it, but I'm sure that all these people that he had talked to about this experience remember him talking about it. Right. Like, maybe his parents could even be like, oh, yeah, you said that. Like, we thought you were crazy. That is weird. He said this was in the 80s? Yeah. There, That's nuts. I remember being in the 90s, and we, I was in, God, I don't know, maybe fifth grade, and I remember we got a cell phone, and I was so popular. No, I was a nerd. <laughs> I was a nerd, but I was popular in that moment because I had a cell phone and what did it look like? (laughs) It looked like a brick. Those giant (laughs) brick cell phones. You know what I'm talking about. I think I've seen them in movies. (laughs) I was so cool. (laughs) You're not that much older than me. I've never seen one of those in real life. Like really? (laughs) Yeah. They they were a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Kinda reminds me of like that theory that um oh man, I can't Dang it. Gosh, I wish I would have say this. But you know how when you're scrolling through Facebook and you see those weird articles and stuff like that, like, oh, time traveler, proof of whatever, you know? Yeah. And just how they ha- they've supposedly found a little artifact that looks like a little watch, you know? Uh-huh. Or, like, pictures of people wearing current fashion. Yeah, or holding a cell day. phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, or holding our cell phone. Those kinds of things. I'm like, oh, I wish there was more. Because, like, that's kind of, those kinds of things are like, oh, here's solid evidence. Like, what the heck sort of thing. But I want to, like, find the primary source for that, which would be really hard. Well, on to my last story. This is from Redditor The Name's Clove. Nice to meet you, Clove. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, and again, I'm going to read this one um, from what they wrote, because honestly, I like pretending I'm them and making all the weird inflections. So that's that's my guilty pleasure there. But anyway, <laughs> let's get to it. I vividly remember this girl at my school dying in a car accident after she drove off the side of an exit ramp that was having construction done on it. And the reason she didn't realize it is because she was texting. I remember my sister and her friends going to the funeral. She was in my sister's grade. We lived in a small town and I remember everybody talking about it for weeks. Fast forward almost 10 years, I told my fiance the story enough times she knows the girl's name by heart, mainly to try to convince her not to text while driving. My fiance is from the other side of the country and I never go back to my hometown, so she doesn't know any of the people I went to high school with personally. One day, she's looking at my sister's Facebook page and says, hey, isn't this the girl who died? And I come over to check it out. Turns out she's alive, married to an old friend of mine with a kid, and no one remembers the car accident slash funeral. I'm still confused to this day. What? <laughs> you know that, okay. You know how they're talking about the Mandela effect, right? You know how some oh, people have um, yes, how shared memories. Yes, like the memories. Berenstein, Berenstein, yes. or whatever. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, yes. I remember, okay. Because you know how, um, was it Nelson Mandela? Mm hmm Yeah. How he died, right? A lot of people remember him dying in prison, um, but he just died in 2013. I, I'm one of the people who could have swore I learned that he died in prison. And in 2013, I was married. Oh, I was a married woman. I wasn't married in 2013. But anyway, I was an adult and like, oh, Nelson Mandela died. And I'm like, wait, didn't he die a long time ago? And apparently not. So that's what this story reminded me of. Yeah. And then and then all of these a list of like Mandela effects pop up on the Internet after that happened. And if you mm -hmm. go through them, it's crazy because I swear all like the majority of the ones that I'm reading, I remember it to be what is apparently wrong. <laughs> mm -hmm. like some people remember the jiffy bottle actually saying jiffy mm -hmm. the peanut butter but it's just jiff on there i remember jiffy i remember jiffy i've always called it that a <laughs> <laughs> uh, jiff i i don't know i thought that was like a new thing but oh. Yeah. Oh, and there was one the two about like the Looney Tunes, like how Tunes is spelled. Yes. If it's T O O N or T U N E. Yes. Exactly. Uh, I think it's T O O N, but I don't actually know. That's probably right how it is right now, but I don't know. Okay, and then, and then, supposedly, you know that song that says "We are the champions," and it's mm -hmm. like by Queen. Yeah. Um. So, supposedly, that song ends with just no time for losers, because we are the champions. Of the world. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That is the way it goes. But apparently, no. So, now I need to go, because I'm looking at a list right now, and apparently, <laughs> I need to go back and listen to that song. But I swear to God, it ends with of the world. I remember, like, fourth grade, we were having our soccer championship party because we won the gold medal, and we were at the skating rink, and we were skating around, and we had them play. We had reserved the whole place, so we had them play this song over and over, and we would just skate around and sing it. So I know it says of the world. <laughs> and then the Monopoly, the Monopoly Man. He monocle. He had a monocle. He had a monocle. I swear to God. Sometimes I wonder if I get confused between the Monopoly man having a monocle and the Pringle person having a monocle. Hmm. Like that Pringle face. Is it the Pringle guy or the peanut guy? 
Marco. <laughs> you have a monocle. You have a monocle. <laughs> like I think every I like the Pringle guy. I remember having a monocle, and the peanut guy had a monocle. Maybe every yeah, you're right. Everyone has yeah. a monocle. And then the whole Luke, I am your father thing. Apparently, he mm-hmm. said no, I am your father. But how how would so many people mess this up? I don't know. There's a whole there's lists, list after list of things. What is this? Maybe Force- that could be our next topic <laughs> for next week. We'll dive more into the Mandela effect. Maybe we have to, because I am getting all flustered. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I even sometimes feel like there's an, a Mandela experience with me and you when you lived here. I'll have to get into it um, when we talk about it next no, week. So I can get no, I'm your... curious. No, no, no. I, I want to have lots of time to talk about this, so... All right, guys. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in and listening to our Glitch in the Matrix slash Alien Abduction slash Mandela Effect episode. Um, If you have any experiences of the Glitch in the Matrix, please send those our way so we can read them up here. Send us all of your stories. Yes. Everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It doesn't matter what it's about. We want to hear about it. (laughs) <laughs> yep. And that email again is witchin and whining at gmail.com. That's W I T C H N A N D W I N E N at gmail.com. And check out our Facebook. Yes. Yes. All right. <laughs> Have a good night. Um, I was going to think of something glitchy to say, but I don't know. Mm. The witchy is glitchy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Oh my gosh. All right. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. This is Glitchy the Matrix.